Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another Tea and Contemplation, whether it's uh, morning where you are, if you're listening to the recording later, maybe you're practicing at a different time. Thanks so much for taking the time to sit with yourself, sit with others who are also sitting with themselves and listening to our tea for a while. Uh, so for this session, we're actually going to get right into the tea preparation part. And we're going to spend a little bit more time with the tea while it's steeping and while we're sipping it, settling into the body. Uh, a lot of times in the, this session, we kind of do the reverse. We do a little settling into the body first and then get into our tea, but we're going to get into our tea right away today. And so for this, we need our, our kettle heating um, and preparing our space, anything that we might need for our practice today with the attention that uh, you know, our needs are different any given day, right? So what we're calling into the space, what we want to have in front of us, uh, any sort of items that help us to feel settled, that help us to really arrive at this place as a distinctive point that's different in our day, right? We're carving out a little bit of personal sacred time here, right? And so recognizing you may bring something over just for the time that we're together, Right? So allowing yourself the, the time and the space to do that. And once you have everything together that you would like to practice with today, let's go ahead and get into preparing our tea. So we have our tea bowl right in front of us, just centered to the body. And maybe your bowl is on a table or it's just on the floor somewhere where it's it's close by and it's centered so it, it feels like we are drawn to it we are pulled to this centered point and then we also have the tea itself and so go ahead and pick up whatever tea that you are choosing to enjoy today that you want to drink that you want to practice with and for each of us, that may look different. You know, our tea may be in a bag today. Our tea may be still in a little pouch or it might be in a little dish. I think it's, it's always nice when we can place it in something. So it, it feels very intentional, a little less transactional, you know, opening a package and receiving something from the package, but, you know, really bringing it out, really seeing all of the leaves seeing everything that the tea is offering, the whole of the tea. You may also like to do this by just placing a little pinch of the tea in your hand. Let's take a moment to just notice the leaves. And we're not noticing anything in particular, we're just noticing, right? So there's the color of the leaves. Some leaves are shiny, some are kind of dull. Some might look like they're a little ashy or smoky. Some may look like little pebbles that have been rolled. Some are long and twisted leaves. And as we run our fingertips to the tea, we might notice some feel surprisingly really soft. Like, you know, if you run your fingertips through some nice soft grains or spices. Or some teas may feel Kind of dry, a little pokey, lightweight, feathery. 
Some are fuzzy, which is always delightful. And the round ones that look like little pebbles, if you roll them between your fingertips, they might also feel a little bit like a smooth stone. There's a smoothness, silkiness to them. Just consider, what do your tea leaves feel like? What sort of little sensory information can your fingertips tell from this tea? And finally, we bring the tea to our nose. We bring the tray right up to basically where it touches the nose. Tea people tend to get really close to their tea. And we just simply breathe in and out through the nose over the leaves. And it is our own exhale that warms the tea a little bit, that allows whatever fragrance is in the leaves to start to emerge. We start to get an idea of what this tea will be like when we practice with it today. And depending on your tea, and also depending on you, our breathing and our nose itself goes through cycles throughout the day that changes. So some parts of the day we're more sensitive to smells. Sometimes of the day we notice our breath more in our right nostril or more in our left nostril. So we change, we cycle. The tea itself is different each day. So depending on where those things align, this tea might be really fragrant for you, or it might be very quiet. It might feel only just barely different than the air around you. And there's not a correct way that the tea has to be. So just notice what it's like. Whenever you're ready, and go ahead and we serve ourselves a little bit of tea into our bowl. So we just take a little pinch of leaves, our thumb and first few fingers, whatever might look like a nice little spoonful. And if you're not quite sure, maybe take that little pinch and put it in your hand. And does that look like a spoon? Does that look like a little spoonful of tea? That's probably the usual amount that you're used to using in, say, a teapot or in a mug. And if so, we just place that in the bowl. We use our hands and our fingertips in this practice with our tea just to help bring us closer. We don't have the spoon separating us between our tea. And then go ahead and make any movement that you need to in your space to get your hot water. So for some of us, if we have a little tea table set up, our hot water is right next to us because we're nerdy like that. And some of us get up and go to our kitchen because we hear the kettle whistling on the stovetop. Whatever is right for you, however your setup is, that's the correct setup for you today. And once you have your hot water and have made yourself back to your spot, I'm going to pause here for just a moment to observe this transition between before tea and then tea. So we're going to add our hot water here. And 
as you're doing this, just try to go as slow as you can. So you might need to hold back the stream of the water a little bit with your kettle. Just make like a, a really thin little stream of water. And we go slow so we can really watch how the leaves are moving in the water. And we can just observe the simplicity of the activity itself, the simplicity of just adding water to tea. Just like we would move very slowly on our yoga mat or take a slow walk in the park to observe the leaves on the tree and listen to the sounds in the air. And then set your kettle aside. And now let's make ourselves comfortable. So intentionally adjusting the posture so that the way that you're sitting is fully comfortable for you. Maybe propping up with any pillows that you need or adjusting a blanket or a shawl. And still keeping the tea bowl centered with the body. Resting the hands in the lap. And the hands might like to be resting on top of the knees with the fingers taken wide, palms face down. Or it might feel comfortable to rest with the palms face up too. Let the fingers gently curl towards the sky. Just notice which feels more comfortable for you. And as we're sitting and just watching our tea, we can observe the beginnings of this kind of symmetry in the body. Where there's balance and where we might want to shift a bit to support that balance. So that is one reason for having each hand mirror each other. They're both in the same position. And same thing with our feet, having both of our feet on the floor. Noticing how we're sitting on our sit bones. If we're leaning to one side or another, maybe just gently rocking back and forth or front to back. Just little teeny tiny movements in the spine until you feel like the point that you're sitting on, that's, that's the middle, that's the center. And the tea bowl in front of us is also centered. It's a way of helping to focus the attention and our intention of sitting here with our tea. So it's not askew off to the side, a little casual companion while we're typing away on our laptop. We can do that later. Right now the tea is having a conversation with us. And so we're paying full attention to our tea with our body. Observe for a moment that these little adjustments take some effort. Hopefully they are not strenuous, and if they do feel strenuous, we have full permission, full grace by T, 
to make ourselves comfortable in any way that we need. Tea is very flexible in how we prepare it, and tea invites us to consider the same flexibility for ourselves. But just the same, it takes some effort and some attention to remember, oh yes, both hands the same way. Yes, tea bowl in front of me. Maybe, depending on what time you're practicing with us today, it took some effort for you to be here. Maybe this is very early for you. Or this is a day of the week or a time that normally something else is going on. And so you had to make some changes to be here. Just notice what this little bit of effort might feel like in the body as we're sitting here. And just watching our leaves slowly unfold. What does this level of effort feel like? feels comfortable, we can go ahead and pick up our tea bowl. And so we do this also, both hands, lifting the bowl and bringing it to our nose and just breathing the tea in and out. And here we're just applying the minimal effort needed, right? It's just our natural in-breath and out-breath. It doesn't have to be a really deep inhale drag. It doesn't need to seek out or to name anything. It's just simply breathing the tea in and out and allowing the mind and the sensory self to slowly start to recognize and remember this tea. So just breathing the tea in and out. Notice where the thoughts go, where your memories go. This tea might take you to a place. And here too, this is a bit of effort to sit in a sustained way for a moment, maybe like a minute or two, and just breathing, just the awareness of breathing with another being. And we're aware that our attention is going to wander and our thoughts are going to wander too. And that's okay. Because that's the natural moment of day-to-day -day life. But just when we notice thoughts wandering, we bring ourselves back to this present. We remember the warm bowl that we hold. We notice the temperature at the tip of the nose the warm tea air as it comes in and tea as it exits when we exhale. So just observe what does it feel like to do this amount of effort?
if the temperature of your tea feels okay, we can go ahead and take a sip of our tea. Noticing the quality of this small little first sip. And that this may be your actual first taste of tea today. If so, welcome. Or this may be your first taste of tea in this way. And so notice what it's like to just move slowly when only one thing is asked of you to just take a taste of tea. What is it like to just do the one thing? What does that type of effort feel like? And just whenever the body feels called, you can take a second sip of tea. Noticing more fullness and presence in the mouth. What is the texture like on the tongue? What is the texture like on the roof of the mouth? Inside the cheeks? The back of the throat? middle of the throat going down into the chest just noticing warmth and spiciness earthiness a flowing sensation a softness that perhaps we are seeking out in the world around us we can take this in with the tea and we can have that softness inside And this is a practice where we move at our own pace. So all we simply do is just take a sip of tea whenever we feel prepared to. And we honor that moment with our full attention by just stopping everything else for a few seconds to just observe how this particular taste of tea, which is different than the one before it and the one before that, and is different than the ones that will come after. What is this one like? How does the body respond? How does your breathing respond? At some point, sometimes in our practice, there's like this distinctive moment where the breath is noticeably softer noticeably easier to take in and to release. So we just watch these little transitions happen. And here too, this is effort. But consider that what tea is teaching us is that when we are practicing 
being in the world in a way that is sustainable for us, there is this nuanced balance of a little bit of push and a little bit of flow. Yes, it takes some diligence and some planning and some dedication to set the alarm clock, to get up early, to make the, the quiet time to come and to sit, or to take a break in the middle of the day, to simply say, I can take five minutes here, that I could do a little bit less and sit with a cup of tea for a bit. So that takes effort to do that. It takes bodily effort to start to gradually teach ourselves or remember for ourselves what it's like to sit and to slowly soften. But ideally, if it is something that really serves us, it shouldn't feel unsustainable. It shouldn't feel like pushing ourselves beyond our capacity. There's the point where the effort becomes flow. As you sit and enjoy your tea in this moment today, see if you could notice this little transition happening in real time with this bowl of tea. The point where it might become a little bit easier. A little less direction from the thinking mind and more just listening to the body and listening to the tea. Where we can just simply sit and enjoy the tea and enjoy the space. That is created initially from a place of effort. And as we're sipping our tea and we get closer to the leaves, so meaning we drink the tea down and the leaves start to emerge from the bottom. And we can observe these changes in the flavor and the nature of the tea too. There's deeper qualities there, an earthiness, a richness that is different than what's at the surface. And it kind of mirrors what happens for us too. Wherever you are with this particular bowl of tea, I invite you to continue to listen to the body, listen to your own needs in this moment, 
for the rest of our time together while we enjoy some time with our friend Jess, who is always a welcome and wonderful companion anytime she's able to grace us with her presence here in the tea room. If you would like a second bowl of tea, you are so welcome to do that. Just add more water to your leaves. And often that second bowl can be something quite profound. It brings to surface things that were just only hinted at before. You're also welcome to simply just rest with your leaves, hold the empty bowl, relax the eyes and soften the body and just let your ears support you for a while. Let your hearing support you. As we just take in the rest of our time together. I'm so grateful to be with all of you in this space this morning, or this day, or this moment in time. And I am really appreciative of the time that we have spent so far together with our tea and our breath and with one another and with Sue's and the wisdom that they have shared. I have a writing teacher who would say, make it happen until you can let it happen. And then let it happen until you have to make it happen. And he was talking about writing, but I have been thinking of that axiom <laughs> since I was invited into this space and, and was thinking about the relationship between push and flow. And I told Adam and Suze that, that the, the two-sided nature of push and flow feels very top of mind, very present in my own life right now. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be thinking with you about the relationship between these two, to be in community with you as we reflect together on these two. And Right in this moment, they feel a bit like twins, um, like Castor and Pollux, or like twins who share the same soul, um, who, are, who are two sides 
of something of movement and stasis. So in, pre in preparation for today, I, I was sitting here this morning and I was in dialogue with spirit and asked about surrender and its relationship to flow and its relationship to push. And I was shuffling my tarot deck and I pulled this card. And so if you are able to see the screen, you can see this card. Get a little closer. Maybe that's in focus. This is the nine of wands and it's upside down. So when it's right side up, it looks like this. You can see there's a, a being there and they're sort of climbing a very steep looking mountain and holding on to a couple of wands and working against or and or with a couple of wands. But when I drew it, I drew it like this. And you know, I'm not a person who when I when I look at tarot, I'm not looking for what will be. I'm not looking for indication of my own future or someone else's future. I am I am in dialogue with self about what I don't know yet that I might need to know. And the message that came really clearly in this card was don't force <laughs> or don't push. Um, when I draw the Nine of Swords right side up, it feels like a card that is a message that is telling me that if I can stay strong and keep moving and keep keep efforting to use the language that Sue's offered us, if I can keep making conscious, deliberate, and thoughtful effort, that I can meet something, make something, become something. And so to look at this card today, I feel like I receive uh, an indication of surrendering to flow. I think that when I want to push and no, when I want to push just period without judging that desire, it is because I feel attached to something. I'm either attached to something becoming what I want it to be, or I'm attached to something not being what it is. So I'm attached to the past or I'm attached to the future. And again, I think it is useful not to judge that because there are moments, there are present realities that I think we should be attached to becoming something different than they are. So the question I have to ask myself is, what am I attached to? And is it worth it? Is it, is this attachment rooted in what is good for others? What is good for me? What is good for the planet? Or is this attachment rooted in something temporary or something shallow? Uh, something harmful even. Flow has been a practice I've been actively cultivating in the last few weeks, few months. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to consider when I need to push so that I can flow. And when I can surrender to flow until I must push again. 
And I am also grateful to consider when it is time for stillness, when it is time not to push or flow, but to dwell, whether I'm dwelling in movement or dwelling in stasis. So I've used a personal pronoun a lot. I'm talking a lot about myself, but my hope here is that some part of what I'm reflecting and sharing feels familiar and offers you the opportunity to take it and turn it inside. So I suppose in order to help, I can ask you a couple of questions. Are you pushing away from something? Are you pushing towards something? Is there a moment when the push is no longer useful or necessary and you can allow it to become flow? And in that moment, what can happen? Thank you all so much for joining us for uh, tea and contemplation and also for welcoming back to the space, Jess Young-Chang. Jess, you want to share a little bit about where um, folks can find you and, and what you're doing lately and, and all the good details. Sure, thank you. Uh, I am finishing my final year of uh, an MDIS program in Utrecht, a public divinity school, and I'm currently serving at a community a Christian church in the Boston area called Old South Church in Boston. And so if you're interested in participating in worship online or in person, uh, you can find out more about that space at oldsouth.org. Uh, there are worship services online on YouTube. And, you know, I'm a part of the worship team there, and I'm preaching pretty consistently in the Thursday evening jazz service. So... If you're looking for some conversation with a with a decidedly Christian or Christ-informed lens, um, you can find some of my language and presence in that space. I'm also uh, online on Instagram at Jess Young Chang. Oh, and I guess finally, I do have, I do have a website where I write sporadically <laughs> at a devotedyogi.com. Sporadically and brilliantly. And so worth it too. It's like, I don't know. It's like getting something like a treat from Santa or something like that. Like you wait for it. Yeah. And then, and then shows exactly. up and like, oh my God, new something new from Justice here. <laughs> exactly. 
it is just like the opposite of Twitter. It's like I'll wait, I'll wait five <laughs> months to get a brilliant essay. I would much rather have that than everything else on the internet. That is the highest praise you could offer me, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can reach me at uh, suze at beingt.com. Uh, let's see, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, all being tea, nice and simple and consistent. So if you want to nerd out about tea stuff, you can reach me there. <laughs> uh, tea and Contemplation is recorded as a live studio session every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. And so part of what happens in the between time here on what you don't hear on the podcast is we have a lovely community sharing circle. We talk about our experiences in the practice and uh, our experiences in our life, too, and, and do this work uh, supporting each other. So if you would like to experience this as a communal session, you're very welcome to. You can find out more information about how to join us live in the show links included with this episode. We will catch you next time. Bye.